Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Eva. May I talk all the time? Happy Tuesday, Yvonne. Happy Tuesday, Lisa. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Brother Michael, good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. This is Kim. I'm new to the prayer line from Sacramento, California. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for calling in. Who invited you to the call? Uh, Cynthia Jones. Great, great. Good morning, Elder Jonathan. Good morning, Elder Jonathan. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Torina the Finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Torina the Finisher. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Karina. This is uh, Prosperous Pam. Happy. What is today? Monday. I'm getting confused with the holiday. Tuesday. Trying Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Trying for Tuesday. Good morning to you, Prosperous. Nice to hear your sound. Nice to hear you. Your sound also. You have a great day. Okay. Okay. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tormina the Finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Do we have any more new callers? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Tormina the Finisher. Anyone else like to say good morning? Just join the call. Anyone else want to say good morning before I get started?
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phones are on mute. Hello, my name is Trina the Finish, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer called and meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us daily during July, where our new monthly theme is entitled Beatitudes. This means that all our declaration will be focused on us understanding the Beatitudes according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are two announcements today. First, please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaVera Jones tonight right here on this call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Second, please, please join us tomorrow on Wednesday evening and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific time by calling this same number to participate in a short prayer called entitled Prayer for the Children. It is a new call that will be held every Wednesday evening for those interested in praying for the children and young adults they love. Please bring your child's name and be prepared to participate in a collective prayer to change their lives. Mark your calendar. There is no new prayer request from the app, but I do want to uh, please pray for the um, surface side victim family and the rescuers. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise, Barbara, declaration, Jonathan. Then we go right to closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat. Prayer and corporate praise, Barbara, Declaration, Jonathan. Then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare, Jonathan. The scripture for today is from Luke 18, 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they are that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extraordinary, unjust, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until they start to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer word, Barbara. Have a blessed and awesome day. Jesus loves you, and so do I. This morning. Thank you, Lord. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. 
sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gate with the password of praise. Thank you, Lord. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone know our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning once again, Father, just thanking you for allowing me to wake up and see another one of your beautiful days, Lord. Lord Jesus, I ask that you created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, Lord. Lord, I come with a thankful heart this morning, Lord, just thanking you for just how awesome and wonderful you are, Lord, for you allowing us to wake up and see another day, Lord. Somebody didn't wake up last night, Father. And we just thank you this morning, Lord. We just praise you this morning. We just magnify your name this morning, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask your presence to be here with us this morning, Lord, for we need you, Father. We need you like never before, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just lift up those uh, spoken prayer requests for um, the Victor, victim family and the Lester family, Lord, and all those requests that were spoken, Lord, I know that you heard them, Father, and I just ask that you would be with each person. Lord, I lift those requests that were not spoken, Lord, but you know there are things that we need, and I just ask that you grant those things, Lord. Those that are on their way to work, Lord, give them travel and grace, Lord Jesus. Those that are already at work, Lord, give them stay in grace, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask for those that are um, going to be home and not working, Lord, or even working at home, Lord. Just be with them in a special way, Lord Jesus. Help us to stay in your word, Lord Jesus, and be prayerful during the day, Lord, to think about you and remind ourselves of whose we are and what we should be doing, Lord, and the things that you have given us and done for us, Lord, and how the only way that we're here is because you love us so much, Lord, and you've given us this privilege, Father. Lord, I just lift up our essential workers to you, Lord, thanking you for them, Lord. Asking you to continue to put a hedge around them. Continue to bless them, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. I lift up our firemen to you, Lord, and our policemen to you, Lord. I ask that you would touch their minds and their hearts to con- Continue to do their jobs with the right attitude, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you this morning for our mayors and our governors. 
I thank you for our our pastors, Lord Jesus. I lift up every pastor that is spreading your word, Lord Jesus. Say a special prayer for Pastor Lavelle, Lord, as he shares with us tonight, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for him, Lord. I lift up Pastor Coleman to you, Father, thanking you for him also, Lord, and his family, Lord. I lift up uh, Dion and boys to you, Lord, thanking you for her and her mom, Lord Jesus. I just ask you to continue to bless, Lord, as only you can bless, Lord. And continue to give us the desire to uh, live for you and do the things that you would be pleased with us doing, Lord Jesus. Continue to teach us your way, Lord. Help us to be who you want us to be, Lord. Your will be done in our lives, Lord, not our will, Father. Father, I'm just so thankful this morning. I, I this uh, triumphant Tuesday, Lord Jesus, you've allowed us to see another Tuesday, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you bless all those that are under the sound of my voice. Those that put out prayer requests, but those that had prayer requests that didn't put them out, you know what the need is, Lord Jesus. And I just ask you to be with us, Lord. I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for um, a place to live. And thank you for our, our our friends and our neighbors. I lift our enemies up to you, Lord. Thanking you for them. For there's a lesson in that for us also, Lord. I just ask that you would touch them and allow our lives to shine so that people ask us, what can I do to be like you, Lord Jesus. Allow you to, people to see you in us, Lord Jesus. Only you, not me, but only you, Lord. Lord, I come this morning once again just thanking you. I, I can't thank you enough, Lord, because you're so awesome and wonderful and you, you're with us all the way, Lord. I lift up those families that have lost their homes to fires and things that are going on right here in California, but I lift up the people that are dealing with the hurricanes, Lord Jesus. I ask that you be with those families, Lord, that family that, uh, those families that are still not found from uh, that building, that, that, that apartment building that came crashing down, Lord. I just ask you to comfort us, Lord, as only you can comfort us, Lord. And Lord, as we're still dealing with this plague, I just ask you to um, help us to stay mindful of things that we're doing and what we're saying and to continue to be clean and wash our hands and give you all the credit for all the things that we do, Lord, because if it wasn't for you, none of us wouldn't be doing anything, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you for the privilege to still be around to um, show people your love. I just thank you, Father, this morning. I'm so thankful, Lord. Lord, as we continue to uh, lift your name up, I just ask people to take your phones off of mute and uh, continue to praise the Lord as only we can praise Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, 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 glory, 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 Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, 
We thank God for this wonderful morning. We thank God for this triumphant Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It is a triumphant Tuesday. And if I were sitting next to you, I'd tell you to look somebody in the face and say, today is the start of my triumphant life. We thank God for those of you that are joined us today. We appreciate God for another day that he gave us. I want to make sure that our phones are on mute as we move forward in the things of God. I will be reading today. We'll be in the book of Matthew, um, where we have our subject this month is the Beatitudes. Um, and it makes me, you know, have to look at some things. I had to do some research and really understand what this thing or this group of of lessons that we call the Beatitudes are. So we'll be going uh, specifically through Matthew chapter 5, of course, verse 1 uh, through 13. But I encourage you after today to take a trip to the book of Matthew and begin to walk through it and see what it is that God is done doing and saying. Um, it's interesting to me that we pick up with the Beatitudes of uh, a group of, of measurements and blessings pronounced to the people on the side of the mountain. But I had to do, like I said, some research and I began to look at this thing and I tried to go for one of the Beatitudes, but I couldn't get stuck on one. And as I tried to stay with one, it seemed like the Lord increased my hunger to find out what the other ones meant. And as I found out what the other ones meant, it made sense to me why God put them in the place that he did. Uh, the other thing that God did for me is I had to go back to the beginning, the beginning of the book of Matthew. And as I began to study for the Beatitudes, something interesting began to happen. See, it's funny to me that the book of Matthew is the, is the book that pins the Beatitudes. It is Matthew, who was a tax collector, uh, that begins to write the account of Jesus. It is Matthew who, uh, if you will, uh, for terminology's sake, begins to audit the life of Jesus. And we go in the first chapter of Matthew, and we begin to see that Matthew begins to set up this audit, uh, when you do an audit, you have to look at the personal account of an individual or a business. And I would surmise today that that individual is the king of kings and the business is heaven. So Matthew begins to audit Christ as king and he begins to audit heaven uh, as a government. And he begins to start off with saying uh, the genealogy of Jesus. He begins to give reference as to where Jesus came from. In the first chapter, he establishes uh, the background of Jesus. And I, I began to look at that and I say, okay, God, what are you doing here? And the Lord said, keep going. I'm going to show you something interesting. And as I begin to go to the next chapter, I noticed that it was in the second chapter that it was Jesus's announcement. So I began to ask God, Lord, what are you doing? He said, well, by the time we got to the Beatitudes, I had to establish uh, my kingdom. I had to establish my kingdom 
on earth. So when we get to the Beatitudes, what we are looking at is not just a, a set of teachings and laws, but what we are looking at is the campaign for kingdom mentality. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. On this triumphant Tuesday, God is giving you access to kingdom mentality. He's giving you access to the triumphantness of kingdom minded. Uh, so as we begin to walk through the audit of Matthew, it is in the first part of Matthew where Matthew begins to write and lets the, the Jewish Christians of that time know that there is a king that is on the rise. And I need you to know that the king is, is coming. I need you to know the background. It was in history where in order to be set up as royalty, they would have to know the lineage. So chapter one walks us through the lineage of Jesus Christ all the way from Abraham to David to his his mother and father uh, on earth, Joseph and Mary. And then in the next chapter, chapter two, the announcement uh, they begin to announce that Jesus was born, and 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 then you begin to see the things, the trouble that the that the king was going to go through in that place. And so, any time that the Lord would raise up a king or a prophet, you have to know that the times would speak of how massive the assignment was for that individual. And we see that in the announcement that Jesus was coming, in the announcement that the king was on his way, uh, there was a, a great display in the cosmos. The Bible says that the stars begin to move and, and do a thing in such a way that it caused the people that studied the stars to recognize that prophecy was being fulfilled. At the next chapter, it was chapter three. Jesus at this point is is a grown man, and and he is being announced by his cousin John the Baptist. And the Bible says that John the Baptist began to announce in the wilderness, "Behold, repent, turn around, turn from where you are now, and place your face toward the things of the kingdom of God." It is in the kingdom of God that this. Thing that is coming, this one that is coming comes with great power and the ability to change your life. Uh, it is John the Baptist who anoints the king. Yes, it is uh, in those times in order to be king, you had to be affirmed and confirmed. After you went through certain tests and trials, you had to go to the place where everybody knew that you were next in line. And it was at the address of John the Baptist that the child, that the king was coming and that it is no longer just about the children of Abraham, but it is the mindset of the kingdom. And it was at that point where God opened the heaven and began to speak concerning this new king, that he is pleased with this king and that this is the king to be listened to. And then we move to chapter four where there's a proving and a testing of the king in question. And, and the Bible says that Jesus went into the wilderness and he was tested by the enemy. And it was the stuff that Jesus was tested with was the things that we have issues with on a day-to-day -day life. I would remind you that it is the place of the king to know what it is that he can conquer. So in the, in the testing phase, we see Jesus in his victory. And his victory is our victory. After Jesus is, uh, uh, goes through the, the problematic areas and the things of testing, he then comes in contact 
with the heavenly anointing. The Bible says that the angels came to where he was and began to minister to him, and they began to prepare him for his kingship. They begin to prepare him for the call that is upon his life. They begin to prepare him to walk in the things of God and to walk in the place of rulership and to walk in the place of kingship, to walk and reign in sovereignty. And the Bible says that after he had gone through his testing and met the angels and they ministered to him that he now begins to start this campaign and this campaign sounds familiar because it is the same campaign that his forerunner began to campaign for him but now instead of it being close he now declares that it is near it is here it is right now and i am in the moment of the kingdom i am in the moment of kingship and what jesus had to do is he had to dispel and break up some thought processes that were happening in the Jewish community at that time that was presented by those that we call Pharisees and Sadducees. And he had to mess up the ideology that, you, that they were the only ones that were able to access the things of God. But you have to realize that at this point in time, that, that, that their presentation of God, was distasting in the people's mouth the, that the presentation of God that was given by the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, left a nasty taste in those desiring God. It, it was all about my flow and my show. It was all about what I can do and how well I can do it. But Jesus came to disrupt that mindset. He came to disrupt that mind and to give the people a new mind. And so we pick up in chapter five. And it's very interesting to me that it starts off like this. Out of the King James, it reads this follow. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came to him, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that he had to change their perspective. He had to change their level. He had to take them higher. You heard the prayer, Lord, take us in higher heights and deeper depths than you. It was at this point that the Sermon on the Mount is pinned, but it's right here where Jesus begins to say, by word picture, you have to elevate out of the low place. You have to come up out of the place that you are in. You have to come out of the place that you are common to and come to the place where I am. And in order to do that, you have to be a follower. You have to make the conscious decision that you are going to follow him. You have to make the decision to be, the Bible declares right here, that the disciple, that you want to be a student, a learner of the master. Yes, you you have to make the decision that you, you don't have all the answers, even though you have I's and T's that he crossed and dotted, you can't do it by yourself. And so he now elevates and changes their perspective. He begins to give them words that would change the rest of their life. And at this point, 
after he calls everybody up, Jesus now levels the playing field. Uh, the Bible says that when you begin to read uh, through that Jesus starts out and he opened his mouth and taught them saying, he did something different as the king. He spoke with wisdom. He spoke with authority. Uh, the Bible says that he taught them. He taught them. He taught them. The difference between what Jesus did and what the Pharisees did is that Jesus took the time to move you out of the place that was no good for you and into the place that he would desire for you where the Pharisees would just show you how good they were and how much they compared. It was at these times that you have to understand that they wore certain garments just to prove how much righteous they had and how, how bigger than you they were. And Jesus here levels the playing field, and he starts off with, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, he begins to speak to the low place of the people. He speaks directly to the part of the people that ha that they have an understanding of. They begin to understand not necessarily poor in finances, but poor in spiritual stature. Uh, it is in this place, in the in the poor place, where they begin to understand that they need the king and all he has to offer. It is in the poor place where we realize that we need the king and all that he has to offer. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We need the king and all that he has to offer. And, and, and what is it that the king has the ability to offer? It is, it is the peace of mind. It is, it is the things that you can't go to the store and buy. But then the very next thing, and this is where it began to get interesting to me when I tried to find one place to, to go in and, and see about that place. But then I noticed that the first one, uh, Access is the second one. And the next one said that blessed are the, the, those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. They, they shall be comforted. Well, I had to go and look at a, a number uh, a translation, and I, I had to say, well, Lord, we, what, what mourning are we talking about here? What's going on that we need to be comforted? What, what is it that, that we are looking at here? And, and if the first thing that the king offers in his kingdom, uh, you, in order to get it, you have to be uh, a poor in spirit. You have to, to recognize that you need it. Well, what is it that he offers? He offers comfort in the place of discomfort. He offers comfort in the place of discomfort. When you begin to talk about the things that the king offers, we are now looking again at the mindset of what is happening. God, God sent Jesus so that he could break the mindset that you didn't, that you had it all together by yourself. And that here in this place where if we were to look at it in the place of my sin, 
in the place where my current situation, in my current mindset, in my current status of, of my brain, in the current of my spirit, I am in a place where I need God. I'm in a place uh, where my sin has caused me to be discomfort. I'm in a place where I now have to recognize that I need God here. I'm in the place where I cannot do this by myself. Out of the place of discomfort and into the rest provided by the king. Out of the place of displacement and into the place where the king has placed me. But we move forward. And then the next thing, in order to have a kingdom mind, the Bible says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I want to share with you really quick about this word blessed throughout the Beatitudes is is not just a blessing here and a blessing there. It's not just uh, uh, what it, you know, just to, to speak a blessing, but this particular bless that we see throughout these 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 mindsets this particular blessing is a God-given blessing. It is, it is heaven's establishment of joy toward a thing. It is the happiness of the happiness. It is the rawest of happy. It is the perfect place of bliss. It is the place of meaningful well-being. And then we get to, we blessed are the poor. We blessed are the, are the, those that mourn. And now the well-being for those that are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek here is not weak. Meek in this, in this, uh, uh, in this text does not mean that you are not able to do but meek realizes that there is a place that I need teaching in. Meek is a place of humility. Meek is a place of submission. So when we say blessed are those that are meek, for they shall inherit the earth, what are we saying? We're saying the well-being for those that are made up in their mind that they need to submit to the things of the king, that they need to submit to the teachings of the king, that they need to place themselves under the superiority and the status and the ability of the king's rule. Only those that submit to the king can have access to what the king has. Only those that make up in their conscious mind that I have to give this to God. I have to give the king my yes. I have to give him the things that I hold close to my heart. I have 
to give him me. I have to give him something. I have to give him uh, my needs. I have to give him my heart, which takes us into this next place that, that begins to say, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Oh, blessed is the one that has a driving desire for the things of Jesus. Blessed are those uh, that have a driving desire for the things of the king. Because when you drive for the king, the king will fill your gas tank. Oh, glory to God. When you drive for the things of the king, the king will make sure you are taken care of. When you drive for the king, he'll make sure that every need is met. He'll he'll make sure that you're not lacking in any area. Watch this. And all of this right here is still all of the stuff that is seen only by God. Right here. The king says, I'll take care of you because you want to make sure that my stuff is taken care of. The very next part of this says, blessed are the mercy, the merciful, excuse me, for they shall obtain mercy. What is this mercy that we're talking about? What is this here? After you've gone through the place where you've received God, You've drank from the, the cup of the Lord. You've eaten from the table, and you, you realize that God is better than where I've come from, that, that this king offers me something more sustainable, that this king offers something that is more heavy. This king offers more sustenance than the darkness that I came out of. And I now have the ability to share this king. Mm -hmm. And now on this triumphant Tuesday, have the ability to go to somebody and say, hey, do you know Jesus loves you? Do you know that he cares for you? I can show compassion where they are. Like he met me where I was, I can now, in the strength of the king, go to them and say, it's going to be okay if you put your hand in the master's hand. If you put your hand in the things of the master. Watch this. And with the next part, the next step, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Psalms 51 said it like this, Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. When you get to the place where your heart is right with God, Remember the scripture said God, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart of man. When your heart is in the right place 
for the king. You now have the ability. It's not my words. It's in scripture. You now have the ability to take up an audience with the king. You now have the ability to take up an audience with the king. The king now has your attention and you have the king's attention. You now can stand, as scriptures say, boldly before the throne. Boldly before the throne. Again, watch this. And and remember, through all of this, Jesus is breaking down the walls and the barriers that have been built up about the things of God. Through these teachings that we call the Beatitudes, Jesus is telling the people how accessible God is becoming to you. So it is today that I would that you would make sure that your heart is right. Watch this. The next thing that he says is the blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. He now sets up status. He now sets up relationship. He now sets up the place to allow you to be able to move your mindset out of the low place into the king's key. Oh, you, you, you know, remember when you were a kid, there were certain people that, that, that it seemed like they could get anything. But, and if you tried it with that person, you, you, that's not my parent. That's, that's not my child. But you now have the ability. Scripture said you have been adopted in by way of the Spirit of God. Now we can holler, we can call Abba, Father. Say Abba, meaning father, but not just father, but it puts double emphasis on it. There, it begins to say that you can call him your provider. You can call him your supplier. You can call him your comforter. And then after you called him that the first time in one area, you now can call him that again in another area. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. Blessed are the, the peacemaker, the, the one who, who has the, 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 as stated before, with the merciful, but, but this particular peacemaker is those that, that are helping in the ministry of reconciliation. Those that are helping close the gap between God and individual leading them to the bridge, which is Jesus, the only way to God. Leading them to the place where, where, where they would begin to understand that the relationship that the king has set up is this thing that they would love so much to be a part of, this place that the king wants them to be a part of. And then... The last one. Blessed. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed 
by those persecuted for righteousness' sake. But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, it, it goes with the last, the, the, excuse me, I said the last one, but blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manners against you falsely for my sake. So because of your because of the status you've now taken on in the mindset of God, in the mindset of the kingdom of God, in the mindset given to you by the King of Kings, when you reach this place of, of status, of genuine status, when you reach this place where you are now no longer in the low place where you are now have status in the kingdom. You now have access. You now have an audience. You now have kingdom. He turns around and said, you're blessed when people talk about you. You're blessed when people see your righteousness and bad mouthing. You're blessed when people see where you are and talk bad about you because of God. I know that sounds crazy. That Lord, I'm blessed, but they talking bad about me. They, Lord, I'm blessed, but they they doing me wrong. I'm blessed, but I, I don't understand how I'm blessed, and and it looks like this because they 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 they, they dogging me. They, I, God, I, how am I blessed because you have kingdom? on your side. Watch this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man so that shall he reap. The scripture says that if you think that it's a good idea to bother even the least of those that belong to God, it's better for you to tie a stone that we use to cut meal and wheat and ride around your neck and jump off a cliff. So you have to understand that because you are in kingdom, the king will always back you up. The king will always back you up. And I, I know I, 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 I want to give you this, this last part, and I, I think it was so interesting, and then I'll share this with you. The next part says this, although I, it's not listed as the bees, but it says this. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, where will shall it be salted? It is thence for good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden upon foot. God said that when you take on kingdom mentality, kingdom principles, kingdom aspects, you now become the seasoning preservative when you do it the right way. But the moment you step out of kingdom mentality, you are no longer good for preservation. You are no longer good for purity. You're no longer good for the things of God. You're no longer good. When you're doing it in yourself, it is no longer good 
for the righteousness of God. I encourage you to go through and read chapter 5. Uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, I found it very interesting how it works, uh, even though we call it the Beatitudes. But the Sermon on the Mount is what I began to look at it as. And I'm going to tell you this, that after Jesus begins to list those blessedness, those well-being, those spiritual well-being. He begins to go through the rest of chapter 5, chapter 6, and on to chapter 7, and he begins to describe how to handle and maintain each of these in your day-to-day life. The Bible says after he'd done all of that, that he had finished teaching and that there was such an applause from the people because of the power and the authority that he taught with. There was such a a relating understanding to what Jesus was saying as it revolves around kingdom mentality, as it looks according to the Beatitudes. So I encourage you today, uh, don't just stop at the Beatitudes, but read through to chapter 7. Watch this. And when you operate in the things of kingdom, if these are our guidelines, chapter 8 gives us an indication of what happens next. The scripture says that after he taught them, they begin to rally and applaud Jesus, and they begin to say to each other, "What? who is this that teaches like this with such authority? He teaches better than those that have been teaching before. But they were just saying words, but it's something about the way he teaches. And immediately after that, the Bible says that he was met with somebody who needed kingdom access. So I say to you today on Triumphant Tuesday, keep a kingdom mind so that you can have kingdom access. And that this will do our good mornings. Good morning, Good. Elder John Janice Rochelle. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Good morning it's Kenya. Good morning. Good morning, it's Carla. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, great morning, great share, nephew. Good morning, Auntie. Good morning, morning. hi, this is Nazi Mona. This was a great declaration. God bless you, sir. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, it's Didi. Love you, thank you for that share. Good morning, to God be the glory. Oh, good. oh my. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Thank you for the share. It was beautiful. Good morning. Good morning, it's Monica. Great share. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, it's good Juliet. Good share. Good morning, Juliet. Thank you all. Good morning, it's Patsy. 
Good morning. Good morning. It's Miss B. Thank you for that awesome word. Good morning. Good morning, this is Kim. Thank you. Good morning, Tam. Good morning, this is Patient. Thank you for the decoration. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Christina. That was an awesome decoration. Good morning. Well, we'll go ahead and open up with love, life, and victory. Uh, any questions or comments? All right. All right. Uh, well, there are no comments or questions. All right, we'll just pray out. Our God and our Father, we say thank you because you're here and you answer prayer. God, we thank you for a mindset to serve you properly. God, we ask for daily life application. God, we ask that these points that we hear would show up in our life. God, we ask that you would begin to orchestrate our life, that we operate in the things that are kingdom value. God, and we say thank you because you are awesome. We say thank you for that which is added to us. We say thank you for what you're doing, what you're about to do. And God, we give your name the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. I would that you all have an awesome, triumphant Tuesday. Again, let this be the first day of the rest of your triumphant days. Is that all right? All right. Have a good one, y'all. That's all right. Yes.
Claire. 